Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry, ideally all while we're outdoors doing something cool. I'm up Big Springs Trail which is under a deep layer of snow still, and still more expected. It's a big, big year for snow in Utah. Thank goodness. A couple more of these and we can get out of a drought. Ah, Come on, it's not a drought, it's aridification. trail is nicely packed down thanks to from what I can see snowshoers and cross-country skiers oh wow startling blue skies blindingly white snow nothing green anywhere yet springtime but not yet I can see some evergreens up the canyon on a hillside although from here they're black a poem today by John Ashbery just walking around What name do I have for you? Certainly there is no name for you in the sense that stars have names that somehow fit them. Just walking around, an object of curiosity to some, but you are too preoccupied by the secret smudge in the back of your soul to say much and wander around, smiling to yourself and others. It gets to be kind of lonely, but at the same time off-putting, counterproductive, as you realize once again that the longest way is the most efficient way, the one that looped among the islands, and you always seem to be traveling in a circle. And now that the end is near, the segments of the trip swing open like an orange. There is light in there, and mystery and food. Come see it. Come not for me, but it. But if I am still there, Grant that we may see each other. So I'll admit that I don't have this poem totally dialed in. There are parts of it that I'm still scratching my head about, and frankly, I don't know if I'm ever going to reach a full conclusion. There are two people. There's an I and a you. And the relationship between them is not entirely clear. Are they peers? Are they lovers? Is it a parent and child? Are they colleagues? It's, it's unclear. But they are two people. They do have some kind of a relationship with each other. And they're not both totally happy people. We read that 
it's off-putting, counterproductive, and lonely. We read that the you in the poem is preoccupied by the secret smudge in the back of their soul. In fact, we read that they're so preoccupied that they don't say much or they don't wander around and smile. So the you is depressed? Well, preoccupied at least. There are a few spots where the verbs make it a little difficult to figure out who is doing or feeling what. Of course, the things that leap out to me are probably the things that leap out to you in this poem. There's a couple of great lines in there. The longest way is the most efficient way is one of them. I like, there is light in there and mystery and food. There's just something great about that combination of words. Light, but still mystery, and food. I don't know. It just tickles me. I'm also intrigued by the but that happens six lines into the poem. It happens so early in the poem. Usually, as a practice, I look for the word but just because I know that's a hinge. I know something is going to zig there. But this happens so early in the poem that I hardly know what to do with it. There's not enough of a setup for me to understand where it's going exactly. So I don't think it's doing the work that I expect it to do. Regardless, in the end, the speaker has a desire for unification. They want there to be a togetherness. This isn't pushing the other away, despite whatever preoccupation or loneliness that might be interfering with their relationship. That last line, that last phrase, grant that we may see each other. The speaker wants something, wants something together with the other. Of course, my practice is to read a poem and then talk about it or about something else. And part of my talking is always so that your subconscious can work on the poem a little bit, can create some connections that you will be able to do something with the poem the second time you hear it. And you, like me, might not have it fully understood. You, like me, might still have parts of this poem that say, I just don't get it. But if you can find just a single spot, just, just a line, just a phrase that, that does connect with you, at least take that. You've got one thing from the poem. And maybe if you sit with the poem a while, if you think on it, if you let it work in you a little while longer, it will start to open up. That's what good poems do. They open up, and the longer you stare at them and the more you sit with them, often they will open up deeper and deeper and wider and wider. So, one more time, John Ashbery's just walking around. What name do I have for you? 
Certainly there is no name for you in the sense that stars have names that somehow fit them. Just walking around, an object of curiosity to some, but you are too preoccupied by the secret smudge in the back of your soul to say much, and wander around smiling to yourself and others. It gets to be kind of lonely, but at the same time off-putting, counterproductive, as you realize once again that the longest way is the most efficient way, the one that looped among the islands. You always seem to be traveling in a circle. And now that the end is near, the segments of the trip swing open like an orange. There is light in there, and mystery, and food. Come see it. Come, not for me, but it. But if I am still there, grant that we may see each other. Thank you.